This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. You know, there's certain things in like family life, regional culture that is just so ubiquitous it's just so known that you forget that everybody don't notice that it's not a universal and then and when you hear it you already know the code like you know the the like southern trope of like oh bless her heart if you're american like you know what that means. That means they really finna diss you. They about to say some most terrible thing ever. Like you really, you're really actually dissing this person. You know, he got the ugliest little nose, bless her heart. You know, so like, it's just a way to like scrub away like the worst possible things. In church, you know, oh yeah, you know, pray, pray, pray for sister. We're going to keep sister, sister Jenkins in our prayers. You about to gossip. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's these things that are just codes that become so it's like you forget to explain it. There's one I just realized uh, while I think I did a TikTok about it while my child was talking about, you know, her animal crossing that she can't wait to go play. Uh, She was talking about playing in the snow there. And I was like, oh, man, we got to take it to the snow. And as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, take you to the snow. What? I don't think anyone else says that unless you from California like this. I was like, Doc, that is such a California phrase. We go to the snow. The snow don't come to us. We go to the snow. It's up in the mountains. I see it up there. It's an hour and a half drive. If I want to go frolic, I'll go. I'm tired of it. I drive back. I was like, oh, yeah, we go to the snow. But I just I was like, oh, my Lord, I never thought about explaining that. That's dang. That's very California. I know when I first went to go meet my then soon to be wife's family in in Mexico, there was a moment with like washing my hands that I it just seemed so obvious to her, my wife that is, you know, when I got out the bathroom to not just stick my whole hand inside of that bucket of water next to their outdoor sink. There's clearly a cup 
right on top of that, that I was just supposed to like reach my hand with the cup and scoop the water. I, I didn't know I was frozen. And she was like, that just seems so obvious to me. Maybe that's maybe that's not a good example. Maybe I was just but I was nervous. Like, you know, what I'm saying like I'm meeting my my soon to be wife's grandma. You know, what I'm saying I'm working on my Spanish, making sure I don't say nothing hella disrespectful because I learned Spanish from the kids in my neighborhood. Yet still, there's something I'm going to tell y'all today that is so universally understood among black people, African-Americans. Like, you know, this not this probably don't don't apply to the full diaspora. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of stuff I talk about don't really apply to the full diaspora. Uh, but most of the time, the stuff I try to give y'all applies to the diaspora of just inner city living. This is a very specific <laughs> black code. And even when someone isn't saying it, you could read by their body language, this is what they saying. One of them is... If a black man says to you, hey, man, you know, you like it, I love it. They don't like it. They hate it. They just tired of arguing with you. You clearly don't want to hear what they got to say is what's going on right there. Like you look, I'm look, I done tried. Y'all done probably went around a bunch of different rounds. You probably already know what this person thinks. You just want somebody to validate your opinions. And rather than explain that, you just want a cosign. We just be like, hey, you know, you like it. I love it. You know, which is a great turn of phrase if it's what we actually meant, which is basically, again, you know, do you like the black woman version is like, do you boo boo? Like, look, I'm just I'm done arguing with you. You know, do you? I'm good. Love. That's another one. That's a more universal, like universal hood one. Hey, hey, I'm good. Love. You know, do you, though? Like, I, I, I have no reason. I would be wasting my breath. But the one we want to land on today is one that I think is is really swirling around our zeitgeist right now. And I'm going to give you the examples of what I mean by that. And it's this one. Uh, you got a chief. You got a champ. Do you know what that means? That means you don't got it and you are not a champ. I'm just tired of arguing with you. Hood politics, y'all. There's something, listen, man, welcome to the show, dog. I, it's something I never really thought about till I realized how often I use this phrase or, you know, seeing it being used, like I know what's going on that, you know, we're, we're pretty good at like conserving our energy, like protecting, I, and it's, it's so crazy, like, like really trying to realize like, yo, like when we say like, okay, I got time today. What that is code for is most time I ain't got time to really deal with no foolishness. I never thought about that. That that that's something that we do. Like we just be like, look, man, this ain't worth my breath. Like I try a few times, but after a while, it's like, look, you gonna do what you want to do. Go ahead on, go on on in. You know that our parents would have said that that was a generation. Well, go on on in. You know what be what what went into the zeitgeist. You know, again, a lot of our phrases just. Once they hit the the whites, <laughs> they cease being ours. But like, but go off. Like that's one of our again where it's like, I'm not finna tell you, like, oh yeah, nah, I would never do that. But you know, go off. These are phrases where well, essentially we're saying this is not, it's not worth explaining to you. Or and and it's an acknowledgement that 
like an understanding of interpersonal communication in the sense that like you going to do what you want to do. Like you think you, 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 you that big and bad or you got it under control and I'm not going to fight you over it. I'm going to try to help. But if you like, you clearly don't want my help. Oh, you got a champ. You know, it's always like, okay, it's a, it's a nicer way. It's a less aggressive way where it's like, you're not challenging me, but like fuck around and find out. Like that's an aggressive way to be like, you know, you playing games, but you playing games with me and I'm going to knock your block off. Like you need to stop playing games with me. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. That's, that's more like a personal one. But like, if you're trying to help a person or a person asking your opinion on, on some sort of venture they trying to do and they clearly don't want your help or not listening to the people around them, you're like, oh, you got a champ. You know what? If you like it, I love it. I'm going to stand on the side and watch you fail because you clearly don't know what you're doing and you don't recognize the fact that people trying to help you. And even when people was trying to stop you from getting into something, oh, I wonder if y'all could listen, 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 like the black preachers would say, I can, I can cut it short if you get it now. If you catch it now, I can preach shorter. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody trying to tell you, hey, hey, fall back, chief, like maybe this ain't this this ain't gonna go the way you think it's gonna go. And we trying to tell you it's not as easy as you talking. Oh, oh, you got okay. You know what? Never mind. You got it, chief. It's all gravy, baby. If you like it, I love it. Go on, do you. You got a champ? If anybody can listen, if a black man call you champ, <laughs> you are not a champ. <laughs> Y'all see where I'm going with this? This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'm going to a couple places, but I'm going to start here with uh, with the most obvious. Your boy, Elon, man. Now, listen, most of y'all know this story already, but I just want to see if y'all could spot the like, all right, you got it, Chief. How many times <laughs> somebody tried to tell this man, okay, you got it. Uh, uh, all right, buddy. Maybe, listen, man, it's okay. It's not apples and oranges. I, you've, you've had a few, you've had some incredible successes nobody's taking that from you but gee like just okay let's look at the timeline here sir like my uh teenager would say uh so march 25th right 2022 elon musk starts criticizing twitter about free speech what he thinks the company should do about it. a lot of this was around um it being like a function of democracy. Now, a little background about Elon Musk, if you don't know already, which you probably should by now. So Elon Musk grew up in apartheid South Africa. So it's not so much that he doesn't understand the, you know, that would be insulting. And I don't know this man. So I can't say that this man don't really understand what we mean by free speech. But that being said, there is something to be said about when you were forged in the fires and the goulash that is the American um, bullshit factory. You know what I'm saying? That you, 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 you become so well versed in all that it is and what we mean by that. You know what I'm saying? Because it starts, you know, in kindergarten. You know what I mean? So anyway, so he was saying that Twitter, you know, is not adhering to these beautiful American standards. Now, I'm going to say here was his first chance. To hear somebody say, hey, homie, like, have several seats. I don't think you know what you're talking about yet. But he's Elon. And also, as a caveat, I'm going to say this multiple times in this episode. But listen, I don't know that man. And I think it's very important that whenever we doing critiques on anybody, like, remember, if you don't know this person, like, <laughs> you got to keep your opinions about this person specifically about the shit they make public. Because the rest of the shit, you like, you don't know. So remember that. Now, April 4th. 
2022, a securities filing reveals that Musk is Twitter's largest shareholder with a 9% stake in the company. And then Musk is invited to join Twitter's board of directors. So when you take over at least a 9% of the thing, that's it's signaling that like, yo, I'm either finna buy it or it's finna be a hostile takeover. Now, April 10th, 2022, the former Twitter CEO announces that Musk declines the invitation to join Twitter's board. Now, why is that a thing? Uh, Because in some ways, it's almost like, you know, when you dare somebody or when somebody just talks out the side of their neck and then the homies go, all right, let's see. And you're supposed to be like, nah, 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 I'll just play, I'll just play, I'll just play. It's like, uh uh-huh, right? But if you didn't go through that, like, crucible of, as toxic as it might be, but if you didn't go through that crucible of boy training in the playground, then you really think you actually have to climb up on the top of the swings and jump off it. When you started saying, I could jump off that, it's like, nah, fool, I could jump off that. Okay, prove it. Let's see. Do it. I dare you. You supposed to be like, I'll just play, I'll just play. And be and I always be like, I see there, you know, you what you scared? You'd be like, nah, I ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? You supposed to be able to like clap back because don't jump off the swings, fam. But if you ain't go through that, like if you was picked on and you feel like I need to prove to these boys that I'm not a punk, you gonna mess around and jump off. Now there's a 50-50 chance that you make it. And there's only a 50-50 chance that them boys will start approving of you. Because most of the time, if we already think you lame, I'm going to say we in the sense of being the most. Now, granted, I wasn't always at the cool table. You know what I'm saying? I'm barely at it now. I got a cool table passport. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, but if you was if you was the boys and, and, and the dude jump off, they'd be like, oh, shit, he actually jumped. That's crazy, homie. Damn, you, you down for yours anyway. And then they're going to turn their back and go do their own thing. That is, that is not an induction This ain't a movie, fam. That is not an induction into the cool kids. Now, if you fall off and bust your ass, they just gonna laugh and be like, man, I told y'all dumbass not to jump off the head. Fool crazy, dog. Dang, you actually, Joe, you crazy, homie. Why you over there with a broken tailbone? You feel me? Because, look, you supposed to be like, nah, I just play. I just, look, man, nah, I ain't scared. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna let y'all see me fall. You supposed to be able to address it. But if you was talking too much trash then they might call snap back clap back at you like nah man bring that same energy april 14th 2022 musk makes an offer to purchase twitter so that means that musk climbed up on them swings 43 billion dollars at 54 dollars and 20 cents per share to take the company private it's like, oh, 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 okay, you really going to do it? Okay. And then April 25th, 2022, a filing in the United States Security Exchange Commission reveals Twitter's board publicly and unanimously accepted must buyout offer. You know what that was? All right, you got it, Chief. Go ahead. That was his first warning. Okay. Hey, show world, homie. You got a champ. We accept your offer. Musk puts the buyout deal on May 13th on hold and reports that 5% of Twitter's daily active users are spam accounts. I, I, I would have done it, but like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in my I'm in my good shoes. I don't want to mess up my good shoes. <laughs> nah, homie, y'all got too many bots, right? <laughs> and they say, oh, word? 
Word? Right? June 6, 2022. A letter from Musk attorney sent to Twitter. Musk threatens to terminate the agreement. Musk alleged Twitter is refusing to comply with the request for the data. Nah, man. Y'all tripping. Because, like, I would do it, but I'm in my good shoes. And listen, I told y'all, y'all got to stand right here. If I'm going to climb up there, y'all not willing to stand right there. Okay, Twitter's board complies with Musk's demands, agreeing to provide him a fire hose of data and, and stream of tweets. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll stand here. Musk announces his intention to terminate the acquisition, claiming that the filing with the SEC that Twitter still refuses to comply with the request of the data and not getting count. Twitter's chairman, Brent Taylor, says that the board plans to pursue legal action to enforce this agreement. Nah, homie. Nah, man. Do what you said you was going to do. You got a champ. Do what you said you was going to do. And then Twitter finally, July 12th, launches a, a lawsuit against this boy, right? August 6th, Musk challenges the former CEO Twitter to a public debate about spam account and polls followers on whether he believes, whether they believe that less than 5% of Twitter's daily active users are fake. So that's when you turn to the crowd and you be like, hey, man, look, what y'all think? You think that this fool? Nah, man, they all cap. And, and all the homies is like, nobody told you to climb up on top of these swings. You the one that said you wanted to do it. So we just saying like, you, you that's what you said. You got it, champ. Those were your words. Nah, man, they like, we didn't say we would jump on the thing. We already know it's dangerous. We already know how hard it is. I ain't finna climb up there and bust my ass. You the one that's saying you got it. You the one that's saying you understand free speech better than us. Go get it. <laughs> you got it, champ. October 4th, Musk submits a proposal to move forward with the acquisition. He originally agreed upon the $44 billion on a condition that Twitter drops the lawsuit. In a tweet, Musk said acquiring Twitter is a part, part of a goal to create an everything app called X. Nah, y'all ain't even know what I was trying to do. I was, look, I was trying to, I had this whole thing planned and you just, y'all fell into my trap. All right, chief. Listen, again. There's a 50-50 chance that you jump off that swing set and land and get the girl. And maybe we bet, maybe we all bet $20 you wasn't going to make it. You didn't, you might be right. You may impress Yolanda Anderson over there from jumping off that thing. And you may actually win. I, look, I'm not mad at it. I done cast out. Good for you. Cool. Prove me wrong. There's no, there's no skin off my back. If you win, see, that's the thing about when you, when you try to prove something to a crew of people that really don't care what you do or not. If you win, great. If you lose, I done told your ass, but I already cast out. <laughs> October 20th. And according to a reporter the Washington Post, Musk starts telling investors he plans to terminate nearly 75% of Twitter staff. Now, in his defense, I can't believe I'm saying this. You know, Reddit, which is considerably more difficult and complicated of a platform, um, has much less employees than Twitter has. I mean, y'all could Google whatever I'm saying. You already know. Do you do you Google? Um, so maybe Twitter is overstaffed. Maybe, right? I don't know. But uh, he, he, the question is, you just gonna come into the room swinging? That's the homies being like. You got it, champ. Yeah, let me go. It's all yours. Here go the keys. Right? So Musk tweets a video October 26, uh, 2022 of him carrying a kitchen sink into the room. And 
starts making all the layoffs. And then he says, the bird is freed, right? And now it's all the way back to the, the first original. Okay, chief, you talking about free speech? All right, champ, have at it, right? The bird is freed. So this man quickly fucks around and finds out what free speech really means. And if you don't know what it really means, the protection on the First Amendment is about speech against the government. Meaning in our country, you are allowed to talk shit about the government, that the press is allowed to talk shit about the government. We are protected under the law that if you disagree with some laws, you disagree with our our press. Right. And us. We get to talk shit about our government. This Twitter is a private company. Not only that, do you get to talk shit about your neighbor and call it free speech? Well, they got they got right to beat your ass if you talk shit about them. You can't claim free speech. They got the right to be like, shut the fuck up before I make you shut up. If you're going to talk about them, because the free speech applies to sh- talking shit about the government. That don't mean you can say what the hell you want. That's how free speech works. Because <laughs> you can't. Actions got consequences. Fuck around and find out. That's how it works. You understand what I'm saying? So, so the man learns that he ain't the absolutist. <laughs> That he think he is because immediately the trolls came back, right? You started firing moderators and the moderation ended. Then he went into the verification thing, which is the debacle that all of us know well enough about. What he decided to say was like, yo, I'm a democratize verification, which again, in his defense, I understand his train of thought. He is tired of the cool kids table. This nigga done built a rocket to space and still kind of feel like, now I don't know this man, but still kind of feel like he ain't at the cool kids table. Like, what more do y'all want from me? I'm an astronaut, my nigga. Like, I done gave y'all, but he got his fans. He got his squad. Look, Elon got his stands. You say one sideways thing about him and the nerds come get you. You understand what I'm saying? Them, them boys, they ride for they man. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, you made an electric car and a rocket, fam. Like you, you good. You, you, you cool, homie. You again, you don't have to jump off the top of the swings, homie. You got your fans. Like, you don't, you don't, maybe you building an everything app called X. And look, and if it works, dope. I'll log in. I'll, it's no skin off my back. I have, I gained nothing from dissing him. I'm just saying, when you started firing texts, you found out. I it, I felt like the amount of Twitter employees that were like, we've been thinking about doing this paid verification thing, this Twitter blue thing, but we ain't worked it. Oh, you want to do it? You want to run it in its current state? You know what, bro? If you like it, I love it. Enter. <laughs> See, he was trying to, he was, he was trying to get rid of the cool kids table. So he's saying like, who gets to pick this like elitist sort of like, I choose you. You know, it's 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 seventh grade, you know, during recess and you're making a basketball team and you the last kid to get picked like that feels terrible. So you like so what if we made it a way where everyone can get picked? Right. Well, that's not what verifications idea was. Verifications idea was was about safety and security so that trolls can't walk around here pretending to be somebody they not. We can prove that you are who you are and that if you say what you say that this is a trusted way, a trusted way. I can believe that the person saying this is the person they say they are. But if I can just buy a blue check, which is what happened, 
people who had spare $8 a month started buying Elon Musk checks, started buying <laughs> Department of, of Transportation checks. People just started buying checks and tweeting the most outrageous stuff, but they had a blue check. So it, it now, if you weren't being trolled, if you weren't being more than trolled, like actually like harassed and facing the most ugly vitriol because as the news reported, the usage of of the N-word and anti-Semitic tropes like went freaking nuclear. If you wasn't getting all that, it was kind of funny to watch. <laughs> These fools being like, oh, look, man, you know what he done done? He's at the find out stage. Advertisers fled. He was trying to get advertised. So when he was like, well, when I meant free speech, I ain't mean like like free free speech. I meant what had happened was I'm like, nah, homie, you done look. You would have already climbed up. Now, Twitter was in a whole lot of money troubles. Know what I'm saying? Like, it was, Twitter was underwater. It wasn't making no money. It's not like Twitter was nice and safe and stuff like that. It wasn't making no money, right? But what Elon had to do to make this, uh, to climb up this, uh, this here swing set is he had to borrow from his other stuff. So the man borrowed millions and millions of dollars from Tesla to cover this debt he got in buying this little toy over here that he really ain't have to buy. And then the Tesla shareholders was like, oh, wait, hold, hold, hold up now. You just go, wait, you just going to take our money? I ain't, I ain't signed up for this. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? You got a champ, right? This man started firing people left and right. Then had to call them people back. It was like, uh, wait, but some of you can some of y'all come back though? Cause I don't know how to open this. I need the password for the door. Comical. Now, granted, here's the thing. I'm not a CEO. I I I think it's real funny when people start their own companies and they call themselves a CEO and they an employee of one. You know what I'm saying? You could you could put janitor on your business card because you also that. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, I don't call myself no CEO. Of course, I run my own company, but it's an employee. I mean, it's like I got a I got a payroll of four. You know what I'm saying? So like CEO seems stupid to me. Like I don't call myself that. So listen, I'm no CEO. I have no tech startup. I did not build Tesla. I don't listen. You right. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I also know when I'm in over my head. I'm not from Silicon Valley. I know when you in Silicon Valley, you're supposed to move fast and break things. I understand that. I've never done that before. But what I do know is you not finna. <laughs> You're not going to play on my insecurities enough to get myself $44 billion in debt on some shit I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm not going to do. So when I heard, when I first, the first time somebody gave me a, uh, you got a champ, I, I probably would have stopped. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. 
Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the timeline. Okay, November 1st, in exchange with Stephen King, where he thought, where he was talking about, uh, you know, paying $20 a month for verification. I, like Stephen King, was like, uh, yeah, you you can have that check back. It ain't that serious, player. I'm not going to pay for something I've had for free for 10 years, right? So he was like, so Elon was like, man, we got to pay the bill some down. What if I bring it down to $8 a month? Now... If you speak tech, bro, clearly it was always going to be $8 a month, right? On a follow-up tweet, Musk reportedly orders Twitter staff to work 12-hour shifts to accomplish his goal of launching this new verification system within a week. November 4th, Musk lays off half the Twitter employees and alleged cost-cutting measure. On Twitter, Musk says the layoffs were due to a massive drop in company revenue, right? He was saying he really ain't had no choice. November 9th, Twitter launches a new verification system using the blue check mark to be purchased by blue and then by purchasing Twitter blue. November 10th, 2022, Musk first addressed the Twitter staff by taking ownership of the company and warns about dire financial situation. Musk reportedly believes Twitter doesn't have the cash flow to survive, mentioning that bankruptcy is possible. November 11th, Musk 
pauses Twitter Blue subscriptions due to the amount of abuse verification tracks marks by impersonating brands and public figures. You got it, champ. November 12th, under Musk leadership, Twitter fires an estimated 80% of contract employees without formal notice. November 14th, Musk announces Twitter is turning off microservices or bloatware, which he claims isn't necessary for the site to work. Now, those are stuff that like tools that you have in like internal tools that we front facing don't have, but stuff that they have to help like, like, you know, you download an app and it's got all these other things to go with it when you install it. That's like bloatware. And then like microservices, it's kind of weird. It's tech stuff. It's like, it's the way like the app is built. It's nothing we really used. Uh, So I can't tell you whether that was like a smart move or not because I don't understand it. So that's me acknowledging. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And then experts warn of a potential outage during due to a turning off of microservices and advises to back up your personal data. Now, November 15th, Musk fires uh, employees for expressing negative opinions about him in a private Slack channel. Okay. Uh, And then there's a new blue verified program that will launch on November 29th. November 16th, Musk issues an ultimatum to Twitter staff asking them to commit hardcore to working conditions to get or to get let go for three months severance pay. And on November 17th, a majority of Twitter employees reject Musk ultimatum, opting to leave the company. And Musk uh, basically uses a really old meme of like a guy throwing up a peace sign at a gravesite with Twitter on top of it, right? And then November 19th, Musk reinstates Trump's Twitter account. November 21st, Musk holds a relaunch of Blue Verified until the company figures out, or holds off the relaunch until he figures out a way to stop impersonations. And then November 22nd, Musk brings on a prolific hacker, George Holtz, as an intern to task Twitter for fixing Twitter's search engine. And that's where we are. And that's where he is. Uh, Bleeding money and trying to figure out what he's going to do. Now, like I said, if you land on your feet after jumping off that thing, that's amazing. Good for you. If you don't, told your ass not to do this. Now, that was fun. And listen, I'm not on the side of just always dragging Eli. He don't bother me as much as he bothers a lot of other people. He's personally, he's inconsequential. I just want to, I want to say that to you. Like inconsequential to me in the sense that like, again, if he figures this shit out, dope. If he don't, whatever. It don't make, it just don't, it just really don't make a difference to me. Uh, I would love to see Twitter survive, but I don't 
If it don't, it's fine. It's just the social media. Now, the next, all right, chief, you got it. It's President Biden. <laughs> this man, now this ain't gonna be as long as the Elon one because I took too long. Despite this man's approval rate, despite this man's age, he want another crack at Trump. He wanted like, if he say, if Trump running, I'm running. You know what I'm saying? I want to beat this man again. And, all right, man, if you like it, I love it. And it's not like, and here's what's weird about it. It's not as bad as the as the Elon, all right, you got it. Because I don't know who, I don't know who the Democrats would run instead of Joe Biden. But there's definitely this, like, kind of like, all right, man, that's our dude. We gonna, we gonna do this? All right, we gonna do it. If y'all like it, I love it. You got it, champ. You know, and especially after like the after the midterms, which feels like he kind of took a little victory lap, but I, I don't, I'm just trying to figure out like, it should have been a slow jog because I mean, it wasn't like you stopped the red wave, maybe? But I feel like the red stopped the red wave. You know what I'm saying? Y'all really, like, y'all wet the bed with this one. Y'all ran some weirdos. You feel me? Like, okay, we'll see what's up with uh with the runoff in, in, in Georgia. But, like, nah, y'all ran weirdos. But, like I said before, it's like, maybe y'all don't understand y'all's constituents because nobody's happy. Nobody was happy at the end. It's like, all right, fam, then just, you know, do, do, what, do, what, you, do what you gonna do. You got it, chief. So who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows how it's going to play out? I just think, okay, again, if you're going to climb up on the top of that swing set, then in these next two years, bro, like, look, if you land on your feet a bunch of different times, man, if you keep you keep passing legislature, you keep listening to the folks, you know what I'm saying, that like the people that put you in office and you start showing and proving, then that's great. If that's a win. If you don't, I done told your ass you're supposed to fall back, dog. You ain't had to do this. You are, you cool. And the last, okay, you got a champ. <laughs> Trump finna run again. And in his announcement, it almost seemed like his whole family saying that. Jared Kushner like, man, I don't want no parts of this no more. Ivanka like, uh, yeah, nah, you good. You, you got it, chief. Rupert Murdoch, no less. And now, now, why did they turn on him? And I don't even know if they turned on him in the sense that the way I would turn on somebody because let's be real. You got to know how these people move. They only ran with him because he was winning. You think Fox News and them, like, you, you think Rupert Murdoch actually, like, actually like that man? Nah, you're a winner. The man, the man, no, you, you, we selling... We selling newspapers here. We selling ratings here, dog. We selling ads. You help with that. But Rupert and them, like, yo, he messy. They like, that man a weirdo. He messy. Them old school dudes like that, they don't do messy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you messy. You sloppy. You feel me? They don't, they don't do all that. So, uh, and the second you stop making me money or or, or challenging my, my situation, nah, fool, like, I don't need to mess with you. We're going to see how effective that is, though. <laughs> Rupert and them might find out how powerful they 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 empire is real soon too, and it's almost like now that he clacking up all these L's, they don't have to pretend like they like him. Now I don't, 
again, I like understand all the caveats that I'm telling y'all. Like, I don't know these people. I just know what they show me. And what they show me is, all right, you got a champ. You now you got your little news, Max. You got your little, your little, you got your little shows over there. You got your little parlor. You got it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, you want to run again? Look, you like it? I love it. And look, you might win. But for real, homie, you don't have to do this. Bro, ain't you caught like 72 cases right now, fam? You, you ain't busy, my nigga? <laughs> my dog, you got a lot. You got a lot on your plate. And you already, again, you already got your fans. I would, it, Sir, you don't need to jump off the swing set. You weak. You good, champ. Are, are you still going? Oh, okay. So, all right, go ahead. Trump out here taking meetings with Kanye <clears throat> where this nigga had the nerve to ask him to be his vice president. I like, look, I like, listen, there's some times where I just be like, okay, I understand the man got problems, but like, yo, <laughs> this nigga got hard. Hey, why don't you, why don't you be my vice? I love it. <laughs> but then he had this meeting with him, this fool, Nick Fuentes, you know what I'm saying? Like former Proud Boy, you know, Nazi, this dude, Milo, Milan. I can't even say the man's last name. I'm not trying to be racist. I just don't want to, I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. But like the dude that got kicked off Twitter and was fired from Breitbart, no less, about like kind of sort of kind of absolutely defending pedophilia. Like they was even like, if Breitbart is like, oh, I don't know, fam, you Dog, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? You taking meetings with these fools and you trying to run for president? Like, you, you know what? If you a staffer, you like, you know what? Look, that's all you, chief. You got it. So what do you think I should? No, nah, nah, don't worry about it. You like it, I love it. You want to take this meeting? Go ahead. Do you? <laughs> yeah, fam. So moral of the story is this. Please understand the lesson black people want to teach you is you really don't have nothing to prove. You don't need to impress nobody. You do you. Because we're going to do us. So don't be like stepping into stuff just because you trying to like you trying to prove to everybody you got something like you. You good. You ain't got to do that. But if you start talking out the side of your neck, we gonna call you on it. And if you don't want to hear our advice, then go ahead on, you know. You like it, I love it. You got it, Chief. Love politics. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was Tip. Sometimes it happens. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media and the theme music by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. So y'all just remember, listen, every time you check in, if you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see y'all next week.
This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 